I have Disney Plus, I have Netflix, and I have Prime Video, and it seems like I can't find any fucking movies on it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Secondhand Screenplay Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill. And I'm Nate. And uh, the astute audiophiles of you might have noticed that uh, Nate sounds a little different. And that's... Uh... I just have a cold. No, I'm just joking. I'm, uh, I'm coming to you live on location. In a different province. Yeah, I, I just couldn't stand him anymore. Kicked him out of my time zone. Threw me out. Uh, <laughs> I had to hitchhike here. Trying to go to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's because you are an actor. <laughs> I cut that part out. I am an but actor. It will be known. <laughs> your, your reaction was so poignant to, like, uh, a theater kid's <laughs> reaction. <laughs> Giving you a lot of heavy scenes because you want to be a... An actor. I, okay. And uh, to be fair, if I, you am, I am an actor. Oh. I have been oh. in multiple. Oh. <laughs> Killed me. It, it didn't make the final cut, unfortunately, but it's still a great audio sound bite I still have. I didn't do theater in like high school or anything like that, but I regret not doing it. I think it would have been a lot of I, fun. I really should have done stuff like that because when it like came up in like history or English class, um, like, and we had to do, like, a little, like, skit or a play or something like that. I loved it. I don't know why I didn't, uh, I didn't do it. I don't know, just because I didn't like to do anything. I just played video games. <laughs> uh, now, to be fair, I still don't like to do anything. Like, I would just, I would like to sit and just, like, absorb all day. That's what I like to do. In. I just want to take That's it why in. you're so smart. That's why you talk so definitively about every subject. Because you know everything. You've taken it all in. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> If someone asks me my opinion on something, I will have an opinion. You gotta. Can't look weak. <laughs> Don't show weakness. Have an opinion. <laughs> Share it Be openly. A man. Be a man. <laughs> but yeah, since, uh, especially because we're in different time zones now, uh, time is a bit of a bitch. And uh, unfortunately, a uh, secondhand screenplay uh, podcast episode is a bit of a time-intensive process uh from uh watching the movies to you know writing the actual 10 pages to the uh ornate amount of uh editing i have to do to uh make sure we keep our jobs yeah. it takes a lot of time and uh, unfortunately we just don't have that kind of time this month so what we're gonna do is uh a little bit more uh, something that's a little bit more unorthodox a little bit more uh, off the cuff uh the nature of secondhand screenplay is uh especially because it's so based around comedy um, it works best with uh, kind of like B-tier movies, a little bit bad movies. So we don't exactly get to talk about um, a lot of things that we actually enjoy, despite the fact we often shoehorn it in in the opening uh, ramble. It's true. It's too bad to uh, – it's it's too bad because it's a lot of fun, uh, like, doing that, uh, doing this uh, screen uh, writing and reading uh, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I've been busy with work. Uh, and also, like, the other unfortunate thing is, like, uh, the chemistry like of being in person is like a lot of fun i think it really makes the experience and uh kind of being virtual is it's a bit of a drag but hopefully uh we'll be reunited before too long yeah and hopefully uh following this a bit more uh loose structure will uh still allow us to produce some uh, entertainment for our audience out there in the meantime um so what, what we've done is uh we both created a list of uh movies and tv shows uh we've watched recently uh we're, we're gonna kind of go through this in a bit more relaxed way and then uh and then we'll probably 
take a little break from that, uh, talk a little about about uh, screenwriting and uh, how to get started, because uh, maybe someone uh, you listeners know wants to get uh, wants to be contributing a little bit more to this podcast. <laughs> and then uh, and then we're gonna finish it off with a, a bit of a lightning round uh, review competition to see who can give out the most accurate reviews as fast as possible for <laughs> list of movies they have no clue what's on. On that subject, if anyone uh, listening has ever made a movie uh even like a short film or something like send it to us and uh we'll we'll try and include that i think it could be a funny bit of uh doing the regular format on something that uh someone from the community has made well yeah i was i was gonna wait till the end to plug this but uh we got a we got an email now second end screenplay at gmail.com if you uh want to reach out any uh you know questions uh comments it uh you want to try your own hand at uh, writing a, a secondhand screenplay? Uh, that's that's how to get in touch. There with you us. go. That's uh, that's all the contact info dropped. Now on to uh, the regular scheduled programming. Uh, so I, I guess we'll start with you, Nate. So uh, you got a list of movies there that you've uh, you've seen recently. Uh, one to eight, I think you said. Yeah, within the last two weeks. Within the last two weeks, I watched I think eight movies that I didn't fall uh, asleep. Right. Halfway what is uh, movie number three on your list? Ah, uh, no way. I I had this. Weird gut feeling you were going to pick that. Cause, uh, and the reason I think thought you were going to pick that is because actually it's my favorite from the list, I think. It is Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, rewatch? Uh, I feel like I watched it before, but I didn't really remember anything about it. Uh, maybe it was one of those ones I fell asleep during. So, uh, full watch. It's one of those ones we uh, uh, also brought up in our last episode, talking about Nick Cage. Botan's favorite Nick Cage movies. Oh, yeah. it's uh, What do you call it? A-tier uh, or... And he has Z tier. I don't. Botan's tier system. I yeah, love A to Z with I love Botan's tier, tier system. They do things a bit different in Hungary, I think. Gone in 60 Seconds, got Nick Cage in it. That's, a, that's basically all I know about that movie. <laughs> Cage and uh, Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. I want to say, uh, if I'm wrong, uh, don't persecute me. But yeah, Nick Cage, Angelina Jolie, and a bunch of others that I don't really know. Uh, they don't. I don't really know the names of like any of them, but. Uh, uh, really fun. Because uh, I watched a, a bunch of action movies uh, last week. Uh, I don't know why. Just was in the mood for it. And uh, I mean, it's great. The uh, Nick Cage. When I realized like watching it is is like he's a really good actor. Yeah, he's really talented. It's it's interesting to kind of break down uh, his stuff. I've seen some things call it as like almost like theater acting. Like he's he's like really focuses on conveying uh like emotion and stuff like that yeah i could see that um which which i guess is kind of why people uh shoehorn him in as this more boisterous actor right like, those are all the memorable scenes when he's like going over the top he's playing at 210 percent. the thing right you remember them they're memorable so i think oh, uh, yeah and that's what he wanted right uh in that ama he did on reddit a while back um he talks about how he wants like to really convey the feelings that uh are meant to be like felt give uh gone in six seconds a recommendation uh yeah i mean if you haven't seen it uh already uh and you're into action i'd give it a watch like it's it's great it really uh i mean i love the 90s i think 90s movies are my favorite like it's my favorite age of movies i think that things in the 90s like they people were trying to make great movies and it shows and you don't see that too much these days it feels to me, uh, not to sound like, like some kind of I don't know, uh, 
like hipster douche or something, but I got a, a sweet movie. I got a heartbreaking fact for you. Gone in sixty seconds came out in two thousand. <laughs> Uh, this is <laughs> just this just is so humiliating <laughs> <laughs> technically though i guess filmed and written in the 90s released there we go wow with the 90s mentality wow this is so embarrassing all right you can pick a number for me i got uh one to 19 19 movies you watched recently i i did movies tv shows and uh some other things i thought would be a lot of fun to talk about so maybe they haven't been as recent as yours, but uh, they should make for fun discussion, hopefully. All right, well, since it's the 10th day of the month, give me number 11. It really threw me for a loop there. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> number 11 is actually the one on the list uh, I'm still currently watching. I haven't finished it yet, Ooh. Uh, which is uh, the Terminal List. It's good. Like, it's um, watchable. I'm enjoying it. I'm just mildly disappointed, especially coming um off of uh i I recently replayed uh spec ops the line and and that's what terminalist really set up in the first two episodes but then that that kind of gets abandoned so it it's becomes a little bit more uh i wouldn't really say formulaic it still surprises every now and again but it, it it's set up for a lot of really great potential especially leaning on a genre of like films like unreliable narrative films like total recall that i just absolutely love but it just didn't commit um so i'm still enjoying it hopefully the the ending still satisfies luck uh i hope it works out for you it's always a gamble like when you invest like time like that into a tv show and then uh you're like god i hope it's worth it yeah all right let's go uh back to you let's do your number one Number one on your list. First name that came to your head when you were Speed. 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 Keanu Reeves and... Hold Speed. I can't remember. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I mean, it's a sweet movie, right? I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, When I I finished that and immediately put on Speed 2 and then watched five seconds of it before I realized Keanu's not in it and then turned it off. But the first one, yeah. I mean, it's a movie that probably didn't need a sequel. But, you know, Hollywood... I love that you brought up uh, movies that like didn't need sequels, because uh, I'll knock another one off my list here just real quick. Um, I watched the original Planet of the Apes. 1963? Uh, no, 68. But yeah, I the original. Uh, like Love like the characters and the cast, and the ending is so iconic. And I immediately wanted to put on Planet of the Apes too, because I was like, there's like five of these old movies, and then they go on this new trilogy. Maybe I'll waste away my time watching all these Planet of the Apes. The second the second Planet of the Apes starts, I think I got like 20, 30 minutes in, and I was like, I am done. Like this is like the same story retold. Really, it's that bad. It's uh, they. Oh man. Like focused, I think, on the message of the first one, where they sacrificed the potential of, uh, like an, basically what the basically doing the opposite of what the new movies did. Where you have like an intelligent ape like helping other apes rise up. You could have an intelligent human on this planet of the apes helping to restore society to like these tribes of uh mute humans. And it was like that there was a lot of potential there. I would have enjoyed seeing that, but uh they decided to go very heavy handed into another nuclear war is bad message. Well, happily for you, there's like nineteen more of them, so maybe number three could be Eventually, the one. Eventually, somewhere on that line, they got to start getting good. They're actually on Disney Plus, uh, and I've actually had like 
Planet of the Apes, like all of them, on my list since like Christmas, uh, which is almost a year ago now. And uh, I don't know, never got around to it. But after your glowing review, I might just give the first one a watch. I I specifically watched the first one because I threw on like a couple of random Simpsons episodes when I was like bored and didn't have anything to watch. And I threw on the one with uh, they do like a Planet of the Apes musical. I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. It's uh, really funny you mentioned The Simpsons um, causing you to watch a movie, because that'll bring me to another one on my list, The Great Gatsby. Oh, you, you weren't forced to watch that in school as part of a... Uh, poker no, I wasn't. That was my uh, that was my first watch. This the uh, never, I haven't even read the book. Leo DiCaprio one. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I really liked it. Um, Toby Maguire. Uh, I didn't know was in it, but it's pretty cool that he is. Uh, and I think oh, he does. A yeah, fine he job. is. Yeah, and uh, he does the narration <laughs> yes. of it, right? Different time when you can just old go drinking, drink all day in a hotel room, and then yeah, drive. Well, that's the um, that's <laughs> like the Family Guy uh, bit about it, right? When they do that episode in season nine about uh, they cover like high school literature that you would have been forced to read. They do the bit where um, when um, is it uh, Tom? He hits. Uh, no, I think it's uh, or, or Jay. Jay hits with Daisy in the car. They hit the pedestrian, and then no, but it, he gets like. Almost oh, I thought it was. It. Uh, He'll take. But it was like Tom's driving Jay's car at the no, beginning. No, Tom's car has juicy. Anyway, that's all I got about the Great Gatsby. Why don't you give me number lucky number seven? This one's gonna be real uh, short and sweet, but it's Better Call Saul, and uh, I can't talk a lot about it because uh, I know uh, Nate's still uh, lagging behind a little bit and is very eager at me to not. Because all these streaming services yeah, suck. Very eager for me to not spoil <laughs> anything for him. So, <laughs> all right, we'll do. Uh, we'll knock off uh, one more each here. Uh, for you, why don't we go number five, dead center? No, I'm at I'm at eight. So oh, there's no center. Right. It would be uh, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, what? I don't know. I don't. Four. Listen. Four would be math f- is not either yeah. of our strong suits. Anyway, we'll go with five, and five is Armageddon. <laughs> Bruce Willis, Armageddon. Man, you yeah. talked about going like yeah, 90s, 90s action movies. <laughs> 98, 98, that one is 90s. <laughs> Come on now, you got to give me more credit than that. I could have told you it was in the 90s, although when you said yeah, that, exactly. I started second guessing You didn't myself. chime in immediately, but so I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I got scared. I'm so wrong so <laughs> frequently. Um, Armageddon is uh, uh, like... A really good movie. Um, I saw that. I don't know what comedian does the bit where they say, um, why would they teach drillers how to be an astronaut instead of just teaching astronauts how to fucking drill? <laughs> and uh, it's a stupid concept for a movie. And I never watched it. Um, but I decided to watch it. And, like, it's really good. It's a re- I think it's a really good movie. Uh, it's a strong showing of, like, I mean, it's got some, like, space stuff, but it's not enough space stuff that, like, I'm not I'm not a huge sci-fi person, so like uh, it's not too much space stuff for me. And uh, Bruce Willis is obviously great. Uh, I like, teared up at the end, man. Without spoiling like how it ends, it was like super sad. I was like crying a little bit. I was like, "What the fuck? Why am I fucking crying over Armageddon?" Anyway, it's fucking sad. It's fucking sad ending. All right, 
You got you got a lot to pick from here, so pick something good so we end on a positive note. No pressure. Unlucky 13. Uh, no. P- pick another one. <laughs> I'll cover it. What it's is worth. it? It's a uh, uh, 9-11 following the guys who have to determine uh, uh, life insurance claims, basically, for those who died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that's not positive. Um, all right, well, let's go with number two. Uh, number two is Hustle. Uh, Adam Sandler finally backing some solid projects. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I know I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as uh, a hardcore basketball fan like uh, like you. Um, yeah. it, it was still like a good watch and solid performances. I don't think it's... I, I wouldn't say it's up there for like uncut gems. I have uh, some Nick Cage movies in here and I'll probably cover them just tangentially. But uncut gems like delivers such a like other like such like a shocking performance from adam sandler where it's like i didn't know he had it in him like this is this is surprising and great and i i loved him in that role and he's also the center there and i feel like he's not really the center of this one and also he doesn't bring uh as much to it but that's also because the concept doesn't really allow him to as, and but it's still a solid, uh, like really solid, really good movie, and I love that he's he's backing it. To uh, related to Nick Cage, I'd say like Pig is on par with Uncut Gems, and I put Hustle on the same bar as uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where like they're still doing good stuff. They're still, uh, both bringing something different that like I hadn't seen or expected from them. And the, they're both good movies that I would gladly watch again, and I'm glad I watched. They're just not their best work. Like, there is their A's, and then Pig huh. and Uncut Gems are, like, the S's of, like, a tier list. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good review. I uh, I loved it uh, as well. And I think, uh, I, I'm surprised at how great the performances of the NBA players were. Anthony Edwards and uh, Hernan Gomez. One of the Hernan Gomez really brothers. Really shocking, because I remember um, uh, Medal of Valor. I saw that in theaters. I think it was called Medal of Valor. The one they advertised that uh, no actors, only real Marines. And I left that movie and I th- said to myself, well, that's probably why they get actors. Because the action scenes were great. Those guys knew what they were doing. They kept it really authentic. But uh, they were pretty straight-faced and deadpan for the most part. All right. And uh, so we'll take a little break now. Um, uh, believe it or not, but, uh, Nate occasionally has good ideas and, uh, he's talked about, uh, maybe taking a crack at, uh, writing some of these good ideas out in screenplay format. So I thought, uh, it'd be useful both for him, but for anyone else out there who wants to take their own crack at writing a, uh, no context secondhand screenplay, uh, some uh, basic concepts on uh, software, screenplay formatting, things like that. So uh, uh, take it away, Nate. I'm uh, obviously no uh, expert in this field, but I have uh, made enough mistakes and <laughs> put in a, a couple of years that I can probably uh, get you at least started on the right path. First and foremost, like uh, first question would be, uh, where do you write uh, from? And I, I know like uh what program you use but um for the sake of the viewers and uh and all that and for someone who's getting started uh what would you recommend using for both ease of use and like uh cost um efficiency for someone who's just looking to uh get their ideas out so i started on script buddy 
which is an ancient, fucking terrible screenwriting software. <laughs> you can look it up, it still exists. It was just god-awful. The Your screenplay was uh, not a text document, but it was like a JPEG. So in order to edit, you had to bring up a pop-up window to then type your dialogue and characters in, and then save it, and it would update on the image of the screenplay. What page looks like uh, it was like made in 95? I know. <laughs> but anyway, move past script, buddy. Um... There's a lot of different free applications out there. Uh, Writer Duet, uh, which I know you're familiar with because me and you submitted uh, something to their 40 hour, 48 hour screenplay throwdown. Um, they are, apparently have some pretty good uh, free use stuff. And I use their uh, read through application quite frequently. And it's uh, also free and easy to use. Um, but when I started, my first free application was Celtics. And Celtics is okay. I was just about to ask about. I was gonna say, have you ever tried Celtics? Celtics is uh, it's it's watermark heavy, and they limit you to three scripts. And I I wrote um a considerable amount on Celtics. It's the software I finished my first screenplay on. So proud of. Six months later, I hated it. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it's a good starting place, and it's what I used. Um, Final Draft and Fade In are considered like professional uh kind of level but they are paid and um constantly updated they're not as bad as most paid software now where it's like a subscription model um it's still one flat payment but it's one flat payment for that year's program and then they'll bug you when new year programs come out uh but i i really love uh final draft and i find it uh, a lot easier to use than uh than celtics and that's that's really so. Uh, try out Writer Duet and uh, Celtics, and then uh, if you, you're you're looking to step up, the next two things to look at would be Fade In and Final Draft. Next question, I would say, uh, when you have an idea, how do you turn an idea that could be like a tagline, like a short main concept? How do you turn that? into um, sitting down and uh, creating the world, uh, creating scene by scene, how it's supposed to go, storyboarding almost, because it can be quite daunting a task to sit down and say, I've got to write something on this idea, and I don't, I don't have, you, you don't have uh, anywhere to start, right? You have to start with somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a big... Uh... Like, what is existence level screenwriting question? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. One eternity later. Like starting really broad and then just working your way in piece level by level until you have uh, like a finished product. Yep. Uh, one final question for you. What would you say is, because uh, you read a lot of amateur uh, scripts, um from like the communities you're in uh you see a lot uh, of like good ones and bad ones and you write a lot yourself and uh i would say what uh, my question would be what is the biggest number one like faux pas when it comes to screenwriting for new writers to avoid um biggest faux pas to avoid uh, what's something that when you see a script it just sticks out to you. You're like, "Fuck!" So many people do this. It ruins it. This is uh, this is not how it's supposed to be done. 
or it's tacky or or something like that what's the biggest thing you you tell people to avoid the most broad uh indicator um that if a screenplay has it i know it's their first like guaranteed it has to be their first screenplay ever uh that they're getting feedback on um not obviously hard and fast but very very close and i'm often correct is uh walls of text um even if you're not a dyslexic like me it's a challenge and it just grinds your pace and everything to a halt especially because dialogue is so fast and it flows really quickly to go from like a snippy conversation into just like a boom big block of uh list of who punches who and how they do it i did it in my first screenplay but it's uh definitely a huge faux pas rule of thumb uh is four lines and four lines doesn't mean four sentences but literally four lines if you're going over that it should be rare um people find their happy medium somewhere in between some people really like two lines and they write really snappy action that's spaced out a lot um i personally like three and if i go up to four it's uh pretty rare it's normally in a like a detailed character description or something like that but just even breaking them up if you had like five line uh five lines of text and then a break and then another five lines of action text and then break another five lines of action text it it would at least convey to me that you've had some experience i guess just to touch up on that if you want to think about breaks in your action lines uh think of them like camera shots what like if if you imagine it on the big screen and the camera is now seeing something else, that should be a break in your action lines. And when I write secondhand screenplays, that's kind of how I pace them. The uh, action lines tend to be really snappy, mainly because I forget the descriptions and all the minute details. Also, because they're snappy, I'm also just writing like the different shots I know, like uh, so-and-so hands him a bag of blood, and then uh, clang, he knocks stuff onto the floor. Like, I know those are two separate camera shots. There's one of her getting the blood and handing it to him, and there's another shot of him tripping over the thing and it all on the floor. And that's that's kind of how it's easier to space them out. That's, that's the biggest faux pas. Oftentimes, especially when people, like, solicit feedback, and I open it up, and I see walls of text, I am closing it. And it's, uh... It's not because the story's, like, not good, but also I... You mentioned like I I do read quite a bit, but I tackle very few features because uh, same reason we don't have time to do a full episode this month. I don't have time to read 120 pages of something and then write feedback on when uh, half the time uh, some people, especially really early on in their screenwriting journey, are very uh, poor at taking feedback. So uh, don't write a book and uh, be open to taking feedback. Welcome to our movie review lightning round. Each of us has prepared a list of movies for the other to try and review in under five minutes. If our impartial mystery judge deems that the review is good enough, you'll hear this noise, and the reviewer will get one point. If our mystery judge thinks that the review is lacking, or if the reviewer chooses to pass, you'll hear this noise, and no points will be scored. Whoever has the most points at the end wins. Alrighty. Are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one, start. Rise of Skywalker. I, uh, I, uh, all right. So I uh, went to see it with my family and uh, I fell asleep in act one and I woke up at the end of the movie 
when the ending was revealed, and it's the one that I predicted uh, before I fell asleep. So, uh, kind of classic Hollywood, uh, new Hollywood crap that Disney's putting out. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching it. It's not my thing. Uh, I'd give it like a 2 out of 10. Creature of the Black Lagoon. Uh, not seen. The Devil's Rejects. Um, awesome movie. Uh, Rob Zombie has a great mind for uh, kind of psychotic uh, or psychological horror. Uh, the the gore in it is awesome. Uh, the characters are like very hateable, and yet like like I wanted to see them fail all the time, and they don't. And uh, I love that part of the story that you don't get what you want. Uh, would watch it again. Have watched it a couple times. Uh, I'd give it nine out of ten. Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Uh, that's the zombie one, right? Uh, yes. That we watched. Machine together. gun on her leg. Stripper. Um, you know, I love, uh, like, uh, Tarantino, uh, co-writes that. Uh, I love, uh, obviously he's my favorite director. I love that kind of mindless, uh, senseless, uh, violence and gore. Uh, I thought it was, uh, dark and gritty, uh, and yet, like, kind of, like, ex- explosive almost with, uh, what they did with the action scenes from what I remember, um. I really enjoyed it, and uh, i definitely watch it again. There's not a lot of movies uh, like that nowadays that you can just go and watch, so I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Green Room. Green Room? Yep. Is uh, that... Uh, uh, Nazi band backstage Green Room locked in them. Haven't seen it. Greasy Strangler. Oh, uh, actually, I have seen it. I'll be honest, I have seen it a long time ago. I can't give it a review. Okay. The Greasy Strangler. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think it does a great modern take at um, like some kind of old Grunthouse uh, feature. Uh, it's stupid and gross, and uh, it's all the things that you could love about a movie. Um, would watch it anytime, uh, and I'd give it. Uh, I'd give it an eight, eight out of ten. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, nineteen thirty nine. I haven't seen that one. QB Halloween. Um, I love that one. I love uh, that Adam Sandler uh, said that he's going to stop making good movies, and then he really did it. Uh, but I think, like, unironically, like, it's actually a good movie. I really enjoyed the watch because it's, it's stupid, uh, but it it knows what it wants to be, so it's stupid on uh, purpose and fills the role that it wants to perfectly. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I laughed a lot during it, and I'd recommend it. Uh, to anyone, I'd give it a solid uh, seven out of ten. Wind River. Um, Jeremy Renner is that his name? Yep. Uh, he's not really like he, he does those movies that they're not really my thing. Um, but I thought the action was um like good enough. I wouldn't watch it again. Uh, but I did enjoy. Uh, at least, like, the gunfighting. The story was enough to keep me invested, uh, and the ending was uh, pretty cool, if not, like, kind of sad. I'd give it a six. Uh, The Void. Uh, Really not my thing. Uh, I really didn't like it. Uh, Sure, it was really gross, uh, which is, I'm sure, what they wanted to do, but none of any of the rest of it made any sense at all to me. I didn't like the story. I didn't like 
the way they w the direction they went in terms of like how the the monster like works and stuff like that uh i didn't like the cultists i didn't like uh really any of it at all except for how gross it was uh i'd give it a four and i wouldn't watch it again 35 seconds molly's game uh really good i really like that the player X is just Tobey Maguire, uh, and that's based on real life, and that's really funny to me. And uh, I was thoroughly invested, and I like based on true, uh, based on real life movies like that. So I'd recommend it. I'd give it a six. World War Z. Haven't seen it. Uh, oh brother, where are you? Uh, sorry, I have I have seen it, and uh, I can't give you a review for it. Sorry. All right. Oh brother, where are you? A really great take on uh, that old story, Odyssey. I think, and, uh, Andrew out of time. The period Fuck. <laughs> One sec, I'm vaping. Uh, I won't be able to vape for like five minutes, so I need to... Uh, gotta be cool for the kids my, at home, eh? Need my hit. Alright. Five, four, three, two, one. Pulp Fiction. Uh, great, uh, effort by, uh, Quentin Tarantino, an obvious classic. Um, seen it number of times. Uh, holds up every time. Love it. Uh, give it a 9 out of 10. Alright, Star Wars Episode 4. Ooh, uh, Episode 4, A New Hope. Not my favorite Star Wars, um, even comparing it with other projects. I like, uh, a bit of the darker tone that the, uh, uh, not serious, but like the, that the property can take. Um, so because of that, like Empire Strikes Back uh, would definitely be a go-to, but it is a solid film. Um, thank God it went through all those revisions with uh, George Lucas and definitely a good first entry for anyone wanting to get into Star Wars. 7 out of 10. Super Troopers. I've never seen Super Troopers. Oh. Uh, American Beauty. Uh, watching this after, uh, knowing what we now know about Kevin Spacey hurts, it, it pained me and it definitely, uh, was something I focused on way more than what I believe the actual message, uh, or what the movie was trying to say or stuff like that. Uh, so I couldn't get over that fact, uh, because of that, I didn't really enjoy it, uh, all that much. Five out of 10. <laughs> Fair enough. Snow White, 1937. Uh, it's the animated one? Yes. Uh, the animated Disney fairy tales are fine. Snow White is not my, uh, favorite fairy tale princess, although I do love her character within, uh, Bill Willingham's, uh, Fables universe. Um, I don't know, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. 12 Angry Men. That is a classic, um... Uh, really rare to find a movie that uh, takes place in one location. Um, obviously, uh, it's it's one of those old movies uh, that when you see, um, our, the dialogue is always great. And you wonder what happened to this like great written dialogue. And I think it's just because uh, the cream flows to the top. We only see the good stuff. But uh, I loved it. Classic. Would recommend. 8 out of 10. Jaws. Jaws is uh, the movie you watch when you want to know how to be scary. I don't think it's jump scares. I don't think it's um, at like a creepy individual or creature, but using the idea of the unknown 
and of uh, taking some place that people should feel safe and making them actually feel terrified. There's a reason no one wanted to go to see beaches after uh, go to beaches after seeing Jaws, um, and uh, the animatronics for the most part hold up uh, eight out of ten. Bucklips now. Uh, it's on my watch list. I'm probably going to watch it this week. Haven't seen it yet. Hey, good fellas. Good fellas. Uh, it's a good uh, mom movie. Not my favorite. Uh, just uh, doesn't hit what I'm looking for in uh, like a bit of the more of the politics of a mom movie. Um, I do think uh, Joe Pesci kind of steals uh, the limelight. Um, a, in that regard, it's it's not my go-to when I want something like that. I give it a six out of ten. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Honestly, I actually have not seen that. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock property I haven't seen. Uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian. <laughs> um, not my favorite Monty Python when I first watched it. Um, is growing on me slowly. Uh, it's probably the one I actually quote the most. And uh, you know what? You always got to look on the bright side of life. Uh, ten out of ten. Love it. One minute left. King Kong, nineteen thirty-three. Uh, black and white King Kong. Um, I've I've seen it, but normally when I want to watch King Kong, I'll uh, watch the newer one where he fights. Uh, like not like the newest one, but the one that was new when I was a kid. He like fights a dinosaur, and there's like the bugs that attack the guys in the uh, cavern. Um, that's got a little bit more nostalgia for me because I saw it with my dad. Um, but it it's uh, it's a good film. Six out of ten. Uh, Rocky. I haven't seen it. Clerks. Uh, there's not much to say about Clerks. It's it's a staple. It's a cult film. It's like a, the cult film of cult films. Uh, it's it's a good watch, but not my uh, personal cup of tea most days. Uh, Seven out of ten. Uh, Truman Show. Uh, love it. Uh, love it. Uh, great film. Uh, Eight out of ten. Jim Carrey really. Uh, so. Um, we've taken a couple weeks to add up the score. Done, done a lot of math. We don't count that high, so we called in some outside help. And, oh, yeah, uh, we had to get an impartial judge. But the impartial judge decided that we tied, actually, at eight and a half apiece. I, I think you'd call it eight, because the two halves are, uh, are two cut reviews. Where it sounded like we were going somewhere, but ran out of time. But we were probably going nowhere, like most of everything we say. So we tied at eight and a half. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, eight, eight apiece. We eight tied eight. it eight apiece. I can't believe you gave me a point for Rise of Skywalker. All I said was it was shit. Yeah, but I feel like saying it was, it was so bad that I fell asleep is... Okay, <laughs> fair. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take all the points I can and, get. And, hey, my comments for Clerks were just, it's the cult film of cult films and not my cup of tea. Fair enough. So if we tied eight or we tied seven, it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> uh, wound up, uh, didn't wind up getting any points out of Snow White and King Kong because I went way too broad. Hell, I just wanted to rank Disney princesses. You just Snow wanted White. to talk. I just wanted to You talk. just wanted to hear I, yourself speak. I, I had a strategy going into this because uh, I was like, you know what? The real way to win this game is you got to go as fast as possible and you got to have an opinion on everything you've actually watched. Even if like things like King Black and White King Kong and the original Snow White, I have no opinions on. Or even Clerks, but at least I had some, like, I, I didn't get wrapped up in the uh, Jay and Silent Bob universe in <laughs> Clerks. It's like uh, World War Z and Green Room for yeah, me. Yeah, you, you chose to opt out of those. I It's been so long ago I've seen both of them that I can't even remember what happens. I remember World War Z, like, not being anything spectacular, but 
that's about all I remember from it. Yeah, you you chose to to keep your opinion to yourself, very out of character, and uh, and pass on them. So uh, I wound up going through uh, two more titles than you did. I did fifteen, you did thirteen, but still, I wasn't any more accurate because I uh, got wrapped up in my own tangents about Bill Willingham's Fables, which is a, a great comic universe, and uh, the uh, more recent King Kong, which is also. I like uh, your um, way much more fun than the black and white one for me at least. I like the uh, it was good six out of ten on like the original Snow White, which is like one of the most groundbreaking animation films of all time. Yeah, I'm not an animator. I'm not an artist either. So fair. it's like story wise, uh, Snow White is a fairy tale. I don't know. You didn't really do much. That's fair. You didn't sell it. I'm I'm a writer, and I don't know how much writing goes into that kind of stuff. Valid point. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed this a uh, bit shorter, off the cuff. Uh, episodes. Um, we're gonna have probably have another shorter one coming up. Uh, looking at doing a secondhand review of Birdemic because uh, Nate's seen it and I have not, and he tells me I'm in for one hell of a ride. It's a really good movie. It, I'm holding him to that. My expectations are set sky high. Um, so hopefully that should be coming out uh, a, a little bit faster than this episode, and we can look at getting you you guys some uh, content when we uh work around the different time constraints that we're under at this point. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I'm Bill. And I'm Nate. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.